0: This is Discipleship Dissected on Coach and Joe. I'm here with Michael Thornton. Welcome to Coach and Joe, a leadership podcast designed to help leaders transition churches or marketplace out of an illegal attractional model that's mostly about you into a biblical model that's missional, Hmm. that's about empowerment, that's about Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Making disciples is hard, Michael. Very hard. You know what my granddad used to say? Anything in life worthwhile is never easy. (laughs) Wise man. On stage last week, I said, if your consecration doesn't hurt, it's not consecration. (laughs) Me and you like food.
1: I love food, Chad.
0: Have you ever just said, man, I love to fast? I love an Mm old-fashioned migraine.
1: No. You know what
0: I want right now, Amber? Amber's not your wife. Amber, you know what I want? I just want just another glass of water.
1: In fact, Amber would say, I hope this fast is over quickly because you are irritable right now, and I don't want to be around you.
0: My wife gets so hangry. That we need marriage therapy when she fast. <laughs>
1: That's
0: just the way it is. But it's through discomfort we grow. Absolutely. Let's have a let's have a conversation, you and me. You're on staff at the Garden Greenville. You're the author of two books, soon to be the author of three. Soon to be Doctor Michael Thornton. Hey, you're going to beat me to the punch. I'm going for it. Uh, I'll probably be done at the end of this year. I'm going to call you Doctor. Doctor.
1: I'm not real big into titles, and I told Amber and my family. I said I'm going to make y'all call yeah. me Doctor after this because <laughs> it took so much work.
0: <laughs> that That is funny. All right. Uh St. Chronicles 25 introduces us uh to this man who's broken. This book is full of broken leaders. Man. But I'm just the type of person, why would I want to go make my own mistakes when I can learn from the mistakes of others? I'm on a bus ride for six hours one time. I hear the story of a man who had an affair. On his wife, and he told me the destruction, how it happened, the destruction. It started when he became offended with God, and I remember the Holy Spirit saying, don't ever make your own mistakes. Learn from the mistakes of others. Mm. Well, this book is a book of people who made a lot of mistakes. Absolutely. Right now, I'm leading an Ascent Online class, and we're talking a lot about King David. I'm even thinking, I know he's a man after God's own heart, but goodness gracious, I mean, he made enough mistakes to write 10 books on. Amaziah, 2 Chronicles 25, King then he has a son uh, named Uzziah. Amaziah seemed to be, he did not seek God with his whole heart. I don't know if you put it on a metric. They both made a lot of mistakes. But here's what I see. In 2 Chronicles 26, Uzziah is raised up by God. He's 16 years old, by the way. has tons of success, Michael. He gets uh, raised up uh, by Zechariah, and it says here, Zechariah, who instructed him in, in the fear of God. No, I, right. I've,
1: I've heard this story many times over the years. Yes, I have never seen that part. It has jumped out to me in the last week or two.
0: Okay, well, I wrote a book recently called um, God is Shaking His Temple, The Fear of the Lord's Returning to the Church. Well, okay, we, we get, there's a lot to talk about here. There's a reason that you are a man of God and you seek God with all your heart as much as anyone I've ever met, and you've never even noticed that. Never. Okay, so think about that. He doesn't just get raised up by Zachariah, which is a big deal. He gets raised up by Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. There is a lot to unpack here. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts on this particular aspect?
1: My thoughts on that is this. um, Zechariah trained him in the fear of the Lord. So there's a scripture in Proverbs, when I think about the fear of the Lord, that has really stuck with me throughout throughout following God. And that is in Proverbs chapter 8, the wisest man in the world said, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And basically, what he's saying is it's to get into a place in your relationship with God where you hate what he hates. And there's some things that God really hates. He hates pride, he hates arrogance, he hates those things, right? And so the fear of the Lord is actually to grow almost in a hatred of what God hates. And I, I feel like this is what Zechariah is training young Uzziah. He's he's instructing him: hey, there's some things that God hates. And in the nation, there's fear. Filled with paganism. Yeah. They're offering sacrifices to yeah. other gods. Zechariah sees this, but he's a prophet. He can only do so much. This is a king. A king could actually change the nation. And so I think it's really pivotal that we could probably say Zechariah is discipling him in the fear of the Lord because Zechariah knows that if Uzziah can catch this revelation, it can shift the whole nation.
0: If Uzziah can manifest right here, it'd be awkward, number one, it'd be mm. weird. What would his definition of the fear of God be? What do you think he would say to us? Oh.
1: To love God and follow his commandments.
0: Okay, let's talk about his life because it's, it's very applicable to today. Mm. He has unbelievable success. I could sit here and read, you know, Uzziah had well-trained army, ready to go out, on and on and on. God blessed him. There is a promise. When you fear God, God's with you, and he gives you success that you don't deserve. This man had some incredible success to the point where it says here he had fame everywhere. Nothing wrong with fame. Fame's amoral. But in verse 16, after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall. He was unfaithful to the Lord his God. Okay, let's fast forward thousands of years here. Michael, when you moved here a couple of years ago, you gave me a word that there was judgment in God's house, and it was going to start with leadership first of the church globally. Yes. There is something that God is doing on the earth right now, and I'd say this prophetically, and I'm already seeing it manifest. There is a judgment in the house of God. Just Mm -hmm. wrote a book on it. What is God doing in this reformation of the church? I'm not a deconstructionist of the church. I'm just simply saying God is dismantling the model of his ecclesia. What do you see God doing starting with the leadership of his church globally? What is this reformation we're in?
1: I think one of the things he, I feel that he's been doing in this shaking and in this, in this restructuring is getting the leadership of his bride, the leadership of his church to a place where they are dependent on him. And if I can be real specific, I feel that he's shaking this idea of self-centeredness out of his leaders. I think a lot of his leaders have become self-centered in their own pursuit, their own vision, purpose, destiny, if you will. And I feel like there is a shaking of just this This evolves around me as as a leader. And I know a lot of great leaders that they don't set out that way. But you know how it is. Over time in the journey, it can become that way inside of our hearts.
0: Recently, Michael, I was in a restaurant with my son, Sam. Holy Spirit led me to, I just, in my mind, was wondering what, the building seemed really old to me. Mm. Really, really old. And I just like, I wonder what this building was back in the day. You know what it was? What was it? It was a whorehouse. No way. And now 150 years later, it's a restaurant. And uh, start having a conversation with God on a long drive back from Indianapolis, Indiana. Hmm. There is so much filth uh, in His church and the model of His church. You know, our entire faith is based upon the God Man Jesus Christ, our hero who laid His life down. Wow. The attractional model, the Balaam model, the the illegal model of the church seems to be more about the leader than it is the heavenly leader, Jesus. Right now, what I see is God, It's he's not pruning, Michael. Mm. There is a cutting off of leaders who are the exact opposite of who the Lord is. I think social media is amoral. There's nothing wrong with social media. But it has been such a snare for so many leaders that leaders in the kingdom are, there's evidence more drawn to gathering people around them than around the Lord. Yes. And discipleship has to look like something. You know what the perfect recipe for God to bring Reformation to the model of His Ecclesia? Mm. A two-year-old worldwide pandemic. So let's look at the stats. This isn't prophetic. Let's just look. Giving's way down in the church globally. Attendance is way down. Here in 2022, we are seeing another surge of fear. The demonic realm is trying to scare people to death. So people are actually flocking away from the structure of the church, coming to a service the way they used to.
1: Mm.
0: What I'm saying is, what if this is the perfect time? What if, what if nothing's wrong? What if everything's right? Mm. You go back to the 1500s with Luther. If you think people were celebrating Luther, you're a crazy North Carolina Wilmington fool, Michael mm. Thornton. They tried to kill him for five
1: years. Yes, they did.
0: I still don't know how he didn't die. <laughs> when God sends people to go put 95 theses on a door in Wittenberg, metaphorically, reformers are never celebrated. Mm-hmm. Prophets are only loved when they're dead. And what I am seeing is a prophetic message rising around the earth mm. right now, Michael, in China, the church has been exploding 50 years. No buildings, no celebrity ministers. Name for me right now, if, I'll give you 100 bucks. Name for me the biggest known minister in the underground church in China. Mm, can't do it. Of course, if anybody would know, you'd probably be you or Chris King. <laughs> uh, Iran, same thing. Yeah. Afghanistan, same thing. Guess what those places have in common? Persecution mm. and leaders who are willing to lay their lives down to empower others more than draw people to themselves. What do you see What do you see practically? Let's say a leader is listening to us, and they're saying, I, I, I can't be a part of this model anymore. You, you moved here and have been a part of helping a church transition from an attractional model to a missional model. What are some baby steps that a person can take mm-hmm. for this to be their narrative, Michael?
1: I want to bring the uh, Uzziah narrative back into that question. There's something that stuck out to me when we read this the other day in our meeting in 2 Chronicles 26.1. And it says, when he was 16 years old, the people made him king. And what jumped out to me was the people. Interesting. Interesting. And so what uh, the Lord showed me in that is that they put their expectations on a teenager to be king of the nation. I think that's a big challenge for leaders today is that there's so many expectations from the people they serve, the congregations they lead, maybe in their marketplace. there's so many unrealistic expectations that they're trying to carry Mm -hmm. and it's really causing them to be ineffective. I think a great baby step is a personal inventory, spiritual inventory of saying, Father, what unhealthy expectations have I been carrying? What unhealthy expectations that I'm trying to lead in? And let me surrender those to you. And let me put a whiteboard in my mind, in my spirit. Father, what are you saying? What do you want me to do? I even wonder if if uh, that even connected to his pride later in life, he could never shake the expectations of the people. I think I think that would be a big one. The second one I would say is... is our- hey, hey, let me say oh, yeah. something that.
0: To prove your point, you know what the average tenure of a lead pastor is? What is it? 1.7 years. Wow, look. So if go. I'm a lead pastor mm. or or a minister in the church in any capacity and I have an illegal expectation. Nope. These people wow. aren't burning out because they're bad people.
1: Yes. These people
0: are burning out because they can't pull off what the people demand of them.
1: Yes. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's impossible. Jesus didn't do it. It is a burden that is too heavy to bear.
0: Michael had 36 months of ministry. 18 of those months, he was he,
1: he didn't do public ministry. And I believe I believe that actually leads to so much burnout in our leaders today. Is because they're not able to manage that type of unhealthy expectations that they have to carry.
0: Uh you and me, we, we love to eat. At some point when you put unhealthy things in your body or you're not consecrated, it's gonna catch up. It's gonna catch up. At some point, if you're in an illegal model, I'm not even calling it evil model. I'm not. But if you're in a if you're in a non-biblical model, it will catch up to you. Yes. It will come for your marriage, mm-hmm. it will come for your kids. And I have such a passion because this is not theory for me, Michael. I've now been a lead pastor almost 10 years. And God has used me to play my role in transitioning a church out of an attractional model into a missional model. Mm. The father sovereignly put me on uh, two of Darren Wilson's movies with Wanderlust Productions. There were charismatics that moved literally from all around America to come to the church. Uh, those movies were basically uh, they were amazing because they were about encounters with God and how real God is. Mm. But a, a lot of people who were a yeah. part of the church yeah. are, you know are more uh, how do I say this comfortable with an attractional model? Have you noticed something in the last 10, 15 years in the charismatic church? Conferences are shrinking. yes, attendance is shrinking. It's because that model, I'm not saying it's evil. Mm-hmm. that model is not the model of jesus
1: yeah absolutely and on the, on the on the other side of that coin is that it carries this unexpectation this expectation that leaders have to they have to fill or they have to measure up to and they can't
0: do you know how many times i would get texted or asked hey chad who is speaking tomorrow wow uh, you, you remember russell Crowe and gladiator when he says were you not entertained
1: Yes. Yeah, there's so
0: much entertainment the charismatic church yeah But maybe God is smashing a model that he never wanted. I think a lot of these people, a lot of these people who are used on stages, I think they're great people. I think they're sincere people. But there becomes such a demand from the people on them to be someone that they don't even want to be.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Why don't you just disciple your own kids for five years and take that stage and just start calling it the Constantine stage? Hmm. I see it in China, I see it in Afghanistan, I see it in Iran. Right now, we're ripe for a Reformation because in the time of the Reformation, you know what There's always is in the natural? Always, Michael? Mm. Chaos. chaos. There's political chaos right now. Huge. There's a pandemic, a dadgum pandemic. Mm. This it, We are ripe for a Reformation. And the th- Reformation was really a theological Reformation. I give those guys credit. I mean, Luther reads Galatians and then the printing press, and it's all, all of a sudden like, no, God's full of love. We're now in a methodological reformation. Absolutely. And you, my friend, you have been at the tip of the spear because people wanted to drag you so much into an attractional model, Michael. Mm. You have a global gift. You have been given a mantle for a generation. I've seen it for a few years now. Yet you have chosen to humble yourself. You speak rarely the last couple of years, you have really stepped away from a Constantine model, and you actually never wanted it, Mm-mm. but he, he, you were going to get dragged into it. Oh, yes. And let's put you on mm-hmm. the stages of all these conferences. Your wife was headed for a burnout. You would have burned out, and, it, it, and there wasn't an impure bone in your body.
1: Mm-mm. No, I, got, I I always wanted to follow God with all my heart, like so many Good leaders do, but it's the expectations of They other made people. him king, you just and, said. Yes, the expectation of other people that you love, that you admire, and, and you're listening to their voice. But then with that comes all of this heavy responsibility that I just, I couldn't live up to, and a lot of people can't. And then you just have to step back from that. Um, and that's what happened to me.
0: Well, guess what? The devil realized he couldn't defeat the church, so guess what he did? Joined he it. joined it. And so here's what the devil's doing. He's going, mm-hmm. uh-oh. So you know what the devil will do? hey, let's pull Michael Thornton into Uzziah land. Let's get the people to name him king. Because if the devil can't tip you over into impurity or moral failure, you know what he can do? He can just use that Constantine illegal demonic model, and all of a sudden you're trapped and you don't know how to get out. I feel like God is raising us up to just help the common church, church. leader. Mm-hmm. I, got a, I got an email last night from a Methodist pastor.
1: God.
0: I got an email two weeks ago from a Baptist pastor. People are starving for a correct model. I hope this podcast is helping you. We're just intending mm-hmm. to help you at least start the conversation. I think a next wise step for you is to read uh, the book that I just wrote. You can get it on the Amazon called God is Shaking His Temple, The Fear of the Lord is Returning to the Church. If you're not being provoked, you're mm-hmm. probably not going to grow. <laughs> uh, God provokes us, pokes us. I, I had my men's group this morning. and uh, No, it was actually in a sent online class last night. And I said, here's what God will do uh, to get you to grow. The bee stings will come. Just be stings. We don't grow in comfort. We grow in discomfort. Hmm. We celebrate the Reformers because it's 500 years later. It was chaos when they were here. It was terrible. We, <laughs> we love we love William Seymour. If you'd have been on staff with Seymour, you'd have run for the hills back then.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my Lord. A lot of people wouldn't have made it, and a lot of people didn't back then.
0: No, but you know what? I want to grow with God. God's expectation on you as a leader is maturation. Mm. I have an 18 year old right now, and he is uh, he is at the proper place of maturation for him. If I expect my 12 year old son to be where my son Sam is, well, that's on me. Yeah. But what's happening is all three of my kids, Sam, Ruthie, and Jack, they are discovering what is the proper pace of their own maturation. That's all God wants from me as a leader. And sometimes, sometimes what He will do is raise up people to lead other leaders into discomfort because it gets them to mature at their proper rate of development. Mm. I ask the Father to give you wisdom on what it looks like for you to lead uh, whatever you're leading into a biblical model and away from an attractional model. God bless. Hope this helps. Thanks for joining us on the Coach and Joe Leadership Podcast. Don't miss the Coach and Joe talk show on YouTube and CoachandJoe.com for epic merch, blogs, and ways to help keep us up and running. We'll see you next time on the Coach and Joe Leadership Podcast.